Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, believers, non-believers, and everyone in between. You're listening to Stories with Sapphire. I am Sapphire Sandalo. Now get cozy and open your mind because it's story time. When I was on a show called Paranormal Caught on Camera, we reacted to a lot of internet videos claiming to have captured paranormal activity. And a lot of those videos were of orbs. An orb is generally a small ball of light, believed to be a type of spirit. We'll go into more detail in the episode. But orb photography is an often debated topic in the paranormal community because of how easily other things can be confused for orbs. So I've become pretty jaded when it comes to these types of videos. Then I spoke with Joycey Dunka Weatherby. She has had so many different kinds of orb encounters that it got me excited about the topic again. She's even caught many of them on camera. I've posted them on my social media accounts and storieswithsapphire.com so you can analyze the videos yourselves. In this week's episode, I speak with Joycey about orbs, spirit portals in her home, communicating with angels, and the meaning of life. I'm Joycey Dunka Weatherby, and I was born and raised in Los Angeles, so I've been here my whole life. I was connected to Joycey, a fellow LMU alum, through Chriselle Valenzuela from Season 4, Episode 1. Apologies for the random noises in the audio. I did my best to remove them. Um, and what my relationship with Spirit is, it's kind of been a meandering relationship. I mean, as most Filipinos, I grew up Catholic. From that spiritual aspect of religion has been very much a part of my life. But at the same time, I think as most Filipinos who've grown up in this country, a lot of spiritual spirit stories come from like my grandmother telling me about things that have happened in her family or my dad telling me things. Um, so it started there. But as a child, I had a relationship with spirit, but I didn't know. I'm an only child. So I had quite an imagination as a kid. And so I just figured that it was my imagination and not really happening. My grandmother would sometimes live with us, so she and I shared a room. But when I was by myself, I just would have a lot of trouble sleeping and just feeling like I wasn't alone in that room. And as a child, you know, I was probably, gosh, five, six I would have thoughts about death <laughs> at a really young age, and nobody was talking to me about this stuff, but it was just very 
um, much on my mind, especially at night. And it was always strange. I actually thought that this was something everybody experienced, but when I would go to sleep, I would actually start to see people's faces. And um, these people were people I've never met before, but it was always like, I have no idea why I'm thinking these things. This might just be something everybody experiences. Come to find out it's not. And more recently, probably within the last 10 years, I realized that they were probably dead people coming to connect with me. The other thing that actually happened when I was a kid, this happens quite a bit, where I would just be, you know, laying on my bed and it would be kind of like the feeling of um, the room closing in on me. But it wasn't like I could see the walls closing in on me. It was more like just the sensation of the walls coming in. And I didn't know what that was until recently. I realized that I was actually sensing energy. And I didn't really have anyone to talk to about that because, you know, my, I think my mom just said it was my imagination. Growing up in a Filipino family in America can be complicated for many reasons, but it's this balance between belief and non-belief that I find so interesting and confusing. I remember when I was younger, I'd always be afraid of going upstairs by myself at night, and my parents would always tell me there's nothing to be afraid of. But then the next day, we'd be talking about walk-walks or a ghost my cousin saw. And I often wonder if there were moments as a kid where I actually had a good reason to feel scared in that moment. I think as children, we actually had all these abilities then. And then as we grow up and start hearing about what's real, quote unquote, and what's not real, we, we start to kind of filter out the other stuff, um, the more subtle stuff. You know, it's interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, growing up with um, my grandmother and then also hearing stories from my mom and my dad about the Philippines, a couple things have happened recurrently that they've actually told me about. So one story my dad told me was one of his family friends passed away. And my dad, to help this family, he and I think another friend decided to help clean out this friend's room. So when they were cleaning out the room, they actually started to smell this candle smoke. It was like, you know, a candle was on, somebody blew it out, and it's that scent of that smoke. And I always remembered that story as, you know, something interesting that happened. Like, even though it was just like a sense, and as a kid, like I'm hearing this, it's like, oh, well, I never asked if it was real. It was just kind of a belief that this actually happened. And then on the night that my dad passed away, he was actually in the hospital and we actually, he had a stroke and we actually thought he was going to make it. Like we were all actually preparing for him to come back home. And um, that night, my mom knocks on my door. It's like probably 11 o'clock. I don't have my phone on. So I wake up because she's at my door and she basically tells me, we have to go to the hospital. Something is going on with your dad. So I get my things together and we walk outside and the first smell I take in is candle smoke. And I, I turned to my mom and I said, do you smell that? And she said, no, I don't. What, what is it? And I said, it smells like candle smoke. And she you know, took an inhale and she said, I don't smell anything. So I thought that was really weird. And that is actually, I think, the sign that spirits were telling me that my dad's time was coming. 
that was an interesting thing that happened. Again, it's like a, a story that was told to me about a phenomenon that happened to them, you know, years prior that was now happening to me. Another one, um, and I'm sure you've probably heard this, is like the scent of flowers. That was also something that I've heard from multiple family members about the scent of flowers and knowing that when the scent of flowers happens, that means that somebody in spirit, a family or loved one in spirit is with you. And that has happened after my dad passed away. We were saying goodbye to his brothers as they because they came up to visit. And when they were leaving, as we were saying goodbye to them on the porch, there was like the scent of flowers around us. And we knew that my dad was also there saying goodbye. And also after my grandmother passed away, I was, you know, kind of prepping for her service, gathering photos, you know, for the photo slideshow that they do. And as I was looking for photos, I was surrounded by that scent. And I knew right away when that scent happened that she was there with me. Again, not something anything was necessarily taught to me. Like nobody taught me to like pick up for scents, but the scents happened. I knew of the connection and I was able to make my own connection. Joyce's path back to spirituality after her closed off childhood was a roundabout one. I was, you know, working a job in marketing, very stressed, traveling a bunch, and just generally unhappy. And my husband told me, um, you should find a hobby. <laughs> and that really upset me because I was like, screw you, you know, I, I don't need a hobby. And also because it was a very confronting question for me because I didn't actually know what I liked doing anymore because I was so busy with work. So I had always had this interest in tarot. I had this interest in, you know, intuition and what that meant. So I started taking these classes. I started going on these trips and um, there was one hotel in particular. By this, my point in bringing this up is so I was already open to this concept of, you know, in these classes for intuition, they were talking about angels or ascended masters and all these things. And, you know, I thought it was really cool, like to have access to these beings. Right. But one trip I was on for work, I was in North Carolina and it's an old hotel. It's still there. It's called Pinehurst built in the 1800s sometime but those rooms are very they're very nice but it's an old hotel the actual hotel itself is old and I just remember being in that room and just feeling like I wasn't alone there's like a little sitting area in that room and that particular area was what was kind of off limits but there was this girl that I was working with I would work with her sometimes and she she was kind of in the habit of like, wherever she goes, she would just film <laughs> looking for orbs because that was actually something that she was getting a lot of footage on in her own home. And so I invite her to my room and she just starts, you know, recording. And sure enough, we start seeing orbs in the room and not just in my room, in every room that any of our other coworkers are in. <laughs> there are just orbs everywhere. And, you know, I think when you start looking at these videos, you wonder like, oh, is that just dust? But, you know, there's a definite path, right? To when you see an, an actual orb video, sometimes they're different colors, sometimes they're different shapes. And then there's a strange flight path, like dust will go kind of like erratically whereas an orb might be like slow and then turn. Anyway, so 
That was kind of one way I started going deeper into the spirit realm. I think once you start knowing that you can capture these things, there's this fascination and then you just want to keep going deeper and like see the unseen. You know, it's kind of a new new toy, right? When you're first able to discover that you can do that. But also in these videos, what's interesting is um, sometimes the orbs would be accompanied with sound. You'll see an orb and as it's going by, you actually kind of faintly hear somebody speaking. You might not be able to decipher the words. In fact, one um, time I was staying at my parent-in-laws, my husband's parents, and I was just actually taking video of one of my dogs before she came into our room for the night. And as I was recording that, there was a little sound at the end of the video and I couldn't, it was like garbled, but it was somebody like whispering something. And I actually sent that video to my friend's boyfriend, who is an audio engineer. <laughs> and here he is in this dark, you know, audio bay, trying to like extract that sound. I don't know how you do that, but um, he and his coworker were really freaked out because... They started to hear somebody basically say, you're scared of me, aren't you? So that was really free. I could actually send you that video if you want to. I mean, you'll have to try and like pick up the sounds, but because I, I don't have it extracted. But that was one example. I didn't see orbs in that video, but just the sound. So I couldn't manage to clean up the audio enough to figure out exactly what was being said, but I will loop the original audio for you first, followed by my attempt at enhancing it. Let me know what you hear. I've seen orbs both on camera and with my own eyes. And the first time I saw them with my own eyes, it really took me aback because, because I was the only one who could see them. And I felt a little bit crazy. So our house was still being built or not built, but uh, renovated. And my husband and I just actually sat down to watch The Martian, <laughs> Matt Damon. I just remember that that was the movie that was on. And the lights were on in our room. So I was facing the closets, and while I was watching the movie, I kind of saw something in the corner of my eye. I just didn't think it was anything, and then it happened again. So I looked, and this time I definitely saw an orb kind of flying down my closet. Just, you know, kind of like round, white, kind of the size of a ping pong ball. It looked like more like a light than anything, but there was no—the lights were on. And then it happened again. And as soon as it happened again, I said, okay, <laughs> did you see that? I think that they're just spirits. I mean, I have also heard that orbs can be angelic in nature or something, but I believe orbs can be just curious spirits. I don't think that they necessarily have to have a personal connection to you, although that's possible. I mean, I've seen orbs in, you know, a yoga studio before the class started. Again, hotel rooms when I've traveled for work. So I do believe that they're just spirits kind of in this realm floating around, you know? 
I know orbs are so interesting. I mean, I do feel like there's a lot of phenomena about orbs these days, right? Like just with digital cameras and just people have the ability to record things. But yeah, even my mom who she's not as imaginative as me, but she's definitely become more open to these things since I've experienced things. And she's actually started capturing things in her home. Like the other day, she was just taking video. She has this puppy and she was like, you know, seniors do this. They take pictures of their day. And she was just taking videos of her puppy. And um, this puppy started looking off into the distance. And then she captured this very large, almost like a little inflatable ball, a pink orb just playing with the dog. That's also another video I can send you if you want to see that. After a while, orb videos start to blend together. But the videos that Joycey sent me were different. They were clearly not just dust particles or light reflections on the lens. That started to happen where orbs became more apparent. And then we'd sold our house in Echo Park and decided to move to another house. And the house needed a lot of work. We basically were kind of reconfiguring the layout of the house, like tearing down walls. And it was very unlivable at first. Eventually, we started to think, okay, we're not made out of money. We can't just keep renting a place and like pay mortgage on this house. So once a few rooms were done, my husband and I decided to move into the house. There wasn't a ton of electricity all over the house yet, just in like maybe our bedroom, our bathroom. You know, we were grilling outside. It was like we were roughing it while the house was getting finished. But what was strange about the house is, again, I started just taking pictures of construction progress. I was actually taking some photos and video for my mom to send her. And then that's when I saw more orbs coming through in the videos. And that paired with just the feeling of the house. It was almost as if you were walking into a different atmosphere. You'd come in from outside, you'd walk in the door, and then at a certain part of the house, it almost felt like you were hitting some sort of wall that wasn't there. I actually felt a little lightheaded, kind of like that dizzy feeling. And I was getting really tired in the house, and I was like, what? Why is this happening? Like, why do I feel so low energy here? And then when I started to see the orbs in some of the progress photos I was taking, I decided to ask like a medium or a clairvoyant to come into the house because I wanted to know that it was safe and that I hired this woman, don't really know her very well. She didn't know my whole story. Um, And she came in and she says, well, yeah, you have a portal in this house. And I said, "What what does that mean? And she said, well, it's basically that spirits can come in and out from whatever other dimension into this dimension. And they don't necessarily stay in the house, but they're coming through this opening. That was strange. And another thing is that, you know, we have a shed in the back, in our backyard, and my husband kind of started calling it like the goat shed. I don't know why. It's it's an old shed. It it looks like it's older than the house, actually, but it's only like 10 by 10. It's just, but we just called it the goat shed. And when she went in there, she actually said that um, the shed was used at one point for processing animals, like farm animals. 
Because I guess this whole area, I live in Burbank now, but it used to be like a ranch, rancho type space. So there were a lot of goats or lambs or sheep or whatever. And that place, according to her vision, was used to keep animals after they were slaughtered or, you know. So the fact that we were calling it a goat shed and she kind of confirmed that it was a shed for that purpose was interesting. It was the first time I had heard, actually, that a place could have like a doorway (laughs) to the spirit realm. And, you know, when this lady first told me, I actually was a little suspicious just because it's like, well, how do you, what, what, what does it look like? Who's coming through there? Um, When we were standing in this room where the spirit portal was, she actually saw something (laughs) come through it or just like peek up. The reason why I do believe that she was correct is because a few months later, I actually brought in somebody else, a different person with different, like she's also a clairvoyant. I had her do a walk twofolds because she actually did interior design. So I was asking her for her opinion on how to decorate the house. But because I also knew she had these this ability through a mutual friend. So this girl comes through the house and picks up on the exact same thing that other woman picked up on um, maybe five months ago. They do not know each other. And she said, yeah, there is a portal here and your place is like a train station. It's like these spirits come through. And she said, it's not really just spirits. There are other entities that can come through this opening and um, they're not necessarily here staying, but they're just literally passing through. And to be honest, I thought it was so cool. Like I, you know, for somebody who had seen orb videos, I was like, yeah, I've got a portal in my house. How awesome is that? But then something started to happen. I was like, well, maybe this isn't such a good idea. We'll find out why after the break. Before I became a podcaster and paranormal investigator, I used to be a full-time animator and character designer. And podcasts kept me company while I drew, especially paranormal podcasts. One of my favorites was Jim Harold's Campfire. I would actually be shocked if you hadn't heard of it because it's one of the OGs. In fact, it recently celebrated its 13th anniversary. But if you haven't heard of it, it's a call-in show where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories with Jim every week. The story topics range from ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and stories that can't be categorized. You're listening to my show right now, so I know that you love non-fictional paranormal stories. Stories involving the serial killer Ted Bundy, or a man who owned a haunted hotel. And also heartwarming stories of deceased loved ones coming back to say hello. Jim Harold's Campfire was a huge inspiration for me. So do me a personal favor and tune in to Jim Harold's Campfire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to Stories with Sapphire. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
If you enjoy post-apocalyptic horror science fiction, you should check out Agonal Dreams podcast. Season one follows a small group of surviving humans as they embark on a dangerous trek through the former United States in search of a better life. Now that the world has officially ended, they face deadly weather, murderous living dead, and most challenging of all, getting along. Episodes are released the last week of every month and can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Agonal, A-G-O-N-A-L, Dreams Podcast. Go check it out. And now, the story continues. The prospect of having spirits in your house might seem cool, especially if they don't do anything that's going to scare you or like any sort of poltergeist activity. But there have been a couple times where just the energy in the house would change and would feel very um, heavy. There was one time actually where my son and some of his friends were at the house and they were just in the living room. And this is at this point, the house was already complete, no more construction. And I came home from work and we were just kind of chatting about school, what they were going to do with summer, vacation, whatever. And as we're talking, sitting there, we hear these three knocks. And the knocks were coming from behind me, basically on a desk that was up against a wall. But it wasn't like on the wall, the knocks. It wasn't like further up on the wall. It was actually low, like on maybe one of the legs of the desk. At that point, the conversation stopped because it was loud enough where I was like, well, was that the door? What was that? And I looked at the boys and one of them actually said, did you hear that too? And I said, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want to look crazy that I heard these three knocks. Then it starts this whole conversation about, you know, their experiences. And one of the boys in particular said that somebody actually told him that they felt like there was a spirit following him. Um, And I said, well, that's not good. (laughs) That's not good. Especially just thinking like, I've got this portal in this house. I don't know what that means. And then this kid's talking about how there was like something potentially attached to him. That conversation ends. They go on their way. The next day I come home from work and it feels like somebody's in the house. My house isn't that big. It's 16, 1,600 square feet. So I'm feeling like somebody's in the house. I'm going room to room, calling out for my son. He's not there. My husband's still at work. And there's this this, this um, oppressive feeling like somebody is there and it doesn't feel good in the house. In fact, so much so that like as I'm changing out of my work clothes into like my evening, my house hanging out at home clothes, I'm like trying to change quickly because I feel like somebody's watching me. And it's so freaky that I call my mom because what do you do when you're scared? You might call your mom. So I just call her. I'm just like, hey, can you just talk to me? Because I feel like something's in my house. I actually don't feel comfortable. I'm talking to her outside. It's odd because that night, one of my cousins, who was actually very sensitive, she was planning to come over just to talk to me about what's going on in her life. And as soon as she walks in the door, I don't say anything to her. And she starts talking and then she stops. And then she says, what is in your house? And I said, I wasn't going to say anything. But if you're feeling something, you know, what do you think is in my house? At this point, like I'm not doing any of this, you know, energy healing work. I'm still learning things. 
And she says, I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's not good. And it doesn't feel like it was ever human. So she basically goes on to tell me that I need to be like more strong-willed with these spirits and not just be like, oh, cool, they're in my house. Like I actually have to be like, leave. She's a lot harsher language, but it was very uncomfortable for me because I think generally I'm a nice person and I don't really talk to even people in such like harsh language. But like hearing her needing to be a little bit more assertive about these things um, was kind of an eye opener for me. So that same night, I, I actually had some Palo Santo. I was like, well, I have this, maybe this will work. So, you know, she didn't, she didn't actually know what that was. Um, so I started, you know, smudging the house and she said, whatever that is, that creature does not like it. If he's actually, because she sensed like a uh, more masculine energy, she's like, he's actually outside now. And I kept asking her like, what does it look like? And she says, I'm not opening my eyes to see it. I don't think that he actually went away that night, but as I was kind of reading up, you know, again, growing up Catholic, I thought, um, well, there must be someone I can, or some being I can call upon to assist. And that's when I learned more about Archangel Michael, right? And calling him in to kind of help clear away these energies. So I started clearing my house regularly, um, not just, you know, smudging and, you know, the normal cleaning, but actually working with Archangel Michael to clear any entities from the house. And I think as I've done that, the house definitely feels a lot different. Like it's very rare that I will feel different negative energy. It just feels lighter and just like a normal house. Not only does Joycey work with Archangel Michael, but she also had an unexpected angelic visitor one day. <laughs> so one day I was actually in this room talking to a friend of mine, just, you know, on the phone. And in a corner of this room, I started seeing this. It wasn't an orb, but it was like a, a light <laughs> emanation, like a light body, and it was moving. It was not moving toward me, or it looked as if it was had like a white light center and these kind of undulating arms coming out of it. Multiple, like not just two, but it, I, don't, I couldn't count. It happened so quickly. There was a bunch. I, I thought at first it was like an opening of some sort, just kind of gradually opening, or something was coming, manifesting and becoming bigger. And this was happening while I was on the phone with this person. And as soon as I realized that it wasn't just light coming from outside, or um, I actually said, oh, wow, what is that? And as soon as I said that, it just went away. When I was on the phone with my friend, I was kind of like in that realm of not really being super focused on, I was just kind of listening and like not really being aware of uh, my surroundings. And I think as soon as I pulled myself into a place of like thinking, like, what is this? I was no longer in that state of just kind of receiving. I was more in a an aware state. So I think that's why it pulled away. 
So I knew that that was something very important for some reason. I, I think in the moment, I felt like it was definitely angelic. And I just accepted it as what it is. I didn't really dive deeper into it. And when I had a reading done and this woman, I don't know her. I just found her again through a friend. And this woman says, you saw something in your room. And I said, yes. <laughs> and she said, yeah, they're telling me that what, you, what visited you, something really cool. And I said, what was it? <laughs> I said, I think it's angelic, but I don't know, is what I said to her. And she said, okay, hold on, because she's like speaking to somebody. Um, and she said, it was actually a seraphim. And I said, a seraphim? I think I've heard of that, but I don't know much about it. So I, after the reading, I Google, and a seraphim angel is um, not that there's a hierarchy, but it's like at the at a level close, if you look at Christian hierarchy of angels, it's like at a level closest to God. They call them the fiery ones. They actually write about them in the Bible. And the interesting thing about these angels is they have six wings. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, that's why I saw these multiple white things emanating from this body. It wasn't actually like a person's body. But I actually wasn't sure if I would share that, to be honest, just because it's like so, it feels very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, it's not just like a ghost story. It it, it feels very um, like there's some potency behind it. But I did meditate about that. And they said, I should share it with you because more people should know that, you know, I'm like a normal person. Like I don't, I don't go out. I mean, I, I, I do work with angels regularly in my work now, but um, I don't necessarily like go out and seek them. And this one just started manifesting in my room. My point is, is that I do believe that everyone has access to that realm and um, just being open to it, you know. I had heard the word seraphim before, but never really truly knew what it was. And when Joycey was describing what she saw, it was like I could feel how special and important that experience was. I feel truly honored that she shared this with me and allowed me to share it with all of you. When we hear these reports from other people, we can better understand what we're experiencing when it happens to us. A lot of stories are similar, but they can also vary a lot. That's what makes nailing down the paranormal so difficult. It's almost as if phenomena personalizes itself for each individual. I do believe that why spirits might manifest in different ways, I think it might be to do with the recipient's ability to receive the image. Up until, you know, maybe this year or last year, I was kind of a scaredy cat about spirits. And so orbs are one way that I might have been just more open to seeing them versus actually seeing a full embodied spirit person. Now I feel like I mostly see spirits in, you know, my third eye space versus like, like I'm seeing you, like a person in front of me. I mean, I can even see now without being scared spirits that are not necessarily human and that doesn't freak me out anymore. So I don't know if that means that I'll start seeing them outside like of an orb 
Before working professionally in the paranormal, I had never thought of myself as a sensitive. I do come from a line of very powerful sensitives, but my experiences never matched with theirs. I'd never seen anything like they had. And once I heard more stories, talked with more people, I realized that I had been speaking with spirits this entire time, but through signs and synchronicities. I'm pretty sure that's the language they've chosen because it is the least scary for me. You might also be sensitive and not even realize it. Well, I do believe the spirit world is right on top of our world. So it is very possible, right? Like where you are, there's probably a few spirits where you are and same with me. If you're not open to them, it's probably not going to bother you. If you at all feel like you're sensitive, then definitely do things to protect yourself, um, just energetically, because um, the reason why I was so tired when we first moved into this house is because I didn't realize that the spirits were actually just dragging on my energy. So there's good and bad, right, in every realm. And even though it might be cool (laughs) to interact or like to try and seek this stuff out, it, it can be serious. Like not all spirits are here to just share love. You know, there's a lot that are just here because they're also unhappy and want to perpetuate that cycle of unhappiness. Sometimes spirits do visit us to deliver a message. And this was the message Joycey recently received. Within the last year over the pandemic, This is going to sound really crazy, but so in the dream space, and I'm sure I think I've heard this uh, a few times with some of your guests, but the dream space is a place where spirits can also connect with us. Like I know that my dad has visited me in dreams. I know my grandmother has definitely visited me in dreams and not just to like say hello, but actually deliver messages. And there was one dream I had, which was really strange. It was actually somebody I didn't know. I don't think it was actually a person. He presented and I say he, but I, I, I do believe it was a dream um, where I was connecting with another archangel, um, one that I actually didn't work with a lot. And the reason why I think it was an angel is because he kept shifting. It was like he was masculine and feminine, but it didn't really matter in this dream. It was just like, I just accepted it for what it is. Anyway, this dream was really interesting in that it made me feel this immense feeling of love that, um, you know, I love my husband. I love my family. You know, I, that love, I understand. This was like something on a whole other level. It was almost like euphoria times a thousand times a million. And it wasn't just within me. It was like everywhere. So I knew that when I woke up from that dream, that that was actually some sort of activation in me. And I didn't know what it was because I actually have never felt that intense feeling before. And what I've come to find out that is this, like I mentioned, this idea of love, right? Some people are loved ones in spirit. That is really all that is. In our world, we don't necessarily see it that way, but that is actually what needs to be more... (laughs) And I know that sounds really cheesy, but like sharing it with others, sharing it with the planet, sharing it with, you know, the wild wilderness, um, animals, plants, whatever, 
That is actually like the energy that we all need to be working with, if that makes sense. This year, honestly, has been such a strange, I mean, for everybody, right? But like those two specific things of like that angel visiting me in my room and that one dream was definitely, it, it definitely changed my own trajectory in terms of like me understanding like why we're all here. It's really hard to explain. And I think part of the reason why it is cheesy is because it's become like a marketing thing right like this whole love and light thing but it's really not the it's not that when you connect with that frequency it's it shifts a lot of things i i get it like i when i was like no way like it can't just be as easy as like love really but it's it's actually so true if you'd like to book a session with joycey visit nativeapparatus.com link is in the show notes Thanks for joining me today. Have you ever captured an orb on camera? Send me your photos or videos to storieswithsapphire at gmail.com. If you like what you heard and would like to support this independently run show, consider becoming a member of my Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash storieswithsapphire to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe to youtube.com slash sapphiresandalo where I post animated spooky stories and more. Salamat and good night. Stories with Sapphire is created and produced by me, Sapphire Sandalo. Music written by Sapphire Sandalo. Special thanks to Joycey. For more information on this episode and my guest, visit storieswithsapphire.com.